2: If you like to eat, drink, and be merry, you're in the right place. Faith here with a welcome toast. It was Sidney Smith who said, I think breakfast's so pleasant because no one is conceited before 1 o'clock. Please feel free to consume this show podcast in small bites or eat the whole thing. <gasps>
0: Welcome everybody, this is the Faith Middleton Food News. I'm Chris Prosper. Faith is out, so the gang and I are running the show. Today's show is all about the most important, and what I think of as the most fun meal of the day, breakfast. I'm here with senior contributor Alex Province, Connecticut bartender Anthony Desario, and senior producer Robin Aiken. Later in the show, we'll talk to the Big Bad Chef, John Currents, a New Orleans native. John is the bad boy of breakfast with several restaurants in Oxford, Mississippi. His first book, what he calls the most important book of the day, is Big Bad Breakfast. He'll share recipes and his Ten Commandments of Breakfast with us later in the show. First, let's open it up to <laughs> contributors, and let's get the scoop on the best spots for breakfast around the state. All right, let's start with Alex. Ooh. You're the hey Hartford guys. guy. Hey, oh, yeah. Hey, let's say hello guys. first. Hey, What's going on? Nice to be here. I'm just excited here. about breakfast. I'm glad, I'm glad to be back. back.
3: I know.
4: Where's me, the, too. Yeah,
0: let's welcome Anthony back. Hey, Hawaii, Anthony,
3: Anthony. <laughs> Anthony DeSario is back with us. Yes. He has had a summer.
1: A <laughs> summer he, to end all summers, mm-hmm. but.
3: But he's back, and he's ready to share with us. So welcome Athlete.
1: back. Yay. thank you very much. I,
5: miss, I mostly miss the cocktails. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's go to our favorite breakfast places. So, Alex is in the Hartford area. So, let, right, can you cover that? Yeah. You know, a fun one for us is Quaker Diner on Quaker Street in West Hartford, Hartford, mm-hmm. and it's an old, you know, the stainless steel sort oh, diners, of oh, yeah. diner. Yeah. And you go in, and it's got the linoleum countertops that have been scrubbed so much that they're, you know, fading. <laughs> yeah. And, then, you oh, know, God. when it's just old school, you have chocolate yeah. milk out of the plastic cup and you know uh, pancakes and really fast friendly service favorite dish pancakes pancakes mm. except cool. i i can't if i do savory i have to keep yeah. my pancakes separate from oh. eggs so I, you know i separate plates separate... i go in wanting pancakes yeah. and i need like three or four bites yeah. and then i want something savory
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. gotcha i kind of right. have to have both yeah all right and that uh, yeah anthony's
0: I'll the some Brantford shoreline and yeah, Shoreline yeah, Brantford, Guilford, yeah. Madison, East okay.
1: Haven and you know we're covered with diners that have just been around Staples for ever since you know I was in high school so 20 years first one that comes to mind is Parthenon Diner in Brantford oh, I and, oh that. Yeah. you know yeah. that was always you know first thing in the morning it was very close to the high school so we would uh, you know maybe had a class you could kind of leave and go <laughs> yeah, and I uh, forgot about go, that go. kind of breakfast so you know you have that <laughs> skip out of school and have some good <laughs> breakfast um you know, you also have Twin Pines Diner in East Haven Brantford Line. That's They've been around forever. I think, you know, my mm-hmm. parents might have even met there or something uh, like uh, that. Yeah. Um, yeah, all those local staple diners that have been around forever and ever. You can yeah. still walk in there today and just, you know, you watch the staff inside age. They've been there for so long. Awesome. You know, you still kind of have like that flow behind the down. Yeah. 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 And your yeah. favorite breakfast? It's two eggs over easy with sausage and home fries yeah. and, and toast.
0: Classic. That's like yeah, the that's, number yeah. two. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. You because <laughs> you get that, you get Yeah, that's right. When you get to a real place that you've been to a while, you do that,
1: right? I'll take the number two. Yeah, you get that buttery toast that you mop up the the egg yolks in, and then you get like you know Alex said, you get the savory sausage with it, and oh yeah. All right, Robin, where are you?
3: I have two favorite breakfast places for different Mm -hmm. reasons, and I'll tell you. So, I think this might be true for a lot of people: is that I live in Cheshire, but I still my breakfast place is where I grew up. I go, I drive a half an hour into Bristol to go to, so two different places. One, if I want sort of a food experience where the chef is awesome and the menu changes up because it's seasonal. He does a special crepe every season. In the summertime, it's usually some raspberries or strawberries with mascarpone and a vanilla puree. Like, so, you know, borderline fancy, but it's not so fancy that, you know, you can't go in there with sweatpants. <laughs> it's, like, right. yeah. Is, yeah. it's called Parkside, Ooh. and it's on uh, Maple Street in Bristol. Oh, I where and
5: that is. I should try it. You, oh, really? you would love and it. And breakfast is such an economical meal to go out with. For it sure. Yeah. For
3: sure. You can even go to a place like this where you know, you're know you probably mm-hmm. not going to get a breakfast for $3.50 or $5, mm-hmm. but the food is phenomenal. Um, and he's the kind of chef to the owner. He and his wife are there all the time. I've gone there many, many times. I have a, a best friend there, Sherry. She will text me on a Saturday morning, and it's like Parkside. That's you need all. like
5: a loyal customer yeah. card. Yeah. I,
3: I should have one. Well, the, half the town is in there pretty much. <laughs> that's, that's what
5: I like about real breakfast. Yeah, yeah. Joints exactly.
1: Too, yeah, that's that's how places. you find the best breakfast places. I used to work for the town. And I noticed, like, whenever we went on lunch break or we went on our coffee breaks, you always find the best breakfast by finding the utility trucks. <laughs> because they know, you know right? Whether, because... it's a, whether it's a cable truck or yeah, whether it's an electric or yeah. lineman or a gas company, when you see those trucks outside, you know there's good breakfast inside. Spotting. Yeah. <laughs> All my, right, what's your
3: other place? My second place is called Rod's. So talk about an institution that has been there forever, almost 30 years, and Rod's is more of like a diner experience. We would go like when we were in high school. You could walk there from my high school. I'll see, that. And see it's there it is like, again. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And they have hash browns exactly the way I like them. Yep. So you know how certain places yep. have yeah. different kind of hash browns. They are well done. They are crispy. Just the right amount of paprika. Do you so- put ketchup on I like ketchup on the side, mm-hmm. and then I do a little bit of dipping, but not, not too much yeah. because I, I want to have the experience of the hash I'm a Tabasco guy
0: with the hash mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, love a little, just a couple dashes. Yeah. All right. So before I give mine, though, I want to invite all our listeners, right, to go onto Facebook mm-hmm. and tell us yours because, I mean, we're only covering a small part of the state. There are so many cool places. Well, oh, I've got two more. Everywhere. Okay, oh, hey, we'll come <laughs> back to you. two more. Right, so for me, I break them down. I know I'm a little crazy, but I break them down into categories. And that's not
3: crazy. No, crazy. I guess I
0: just breakfast is my favorite meal to eat out. It's my least favorite to cook, but it's my favorite to eat out. Mm-hmm. So for local places in my area, almost every Sunday you can find my parents and myself and uh, my parents live in Goshen uh, at Tony's in Torrington. Tony's has been there like you were like oh, a yeah. hundred years. Are you in
5: sweatpants? Uh,
0: no, no, no. I actually – I know because I'm going with mom and dad. I got to look appropriate, <laughs> right, presentable because mom's the first one to, to say, hey, you, it's, it's Sunday. Why aren't you dressed up a little? But mm-hmm. Tony's, uh, I'm telling you, they use farm-fresh stuff. Oh, yeah. They buy vegetables from the same farm I do in Simsbury that traveled through on their way to farmer's markets, and they yeah. drop off the vegetables there. The hash, the potato hash, oh, oof, oof. And then if they're closed, I go to George's. That's up on the hill in on the east side of Torrington. Mm-hmm. in Simsbury right where I work, there's harvest and harvest is crazy. My chef worked at Harvest for years before he came to work with me, and this place has a line on Sundays. Oh yeah. That can be I 40 to yeah. 50 deep. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you they move through people like you're just just sitting outside watching the line. It's like how are people eating and being served breakfast so fast? Yeah. The so Pantry
3: a- in New Haven yeah. is like that too. Yeah, right? They have yes. a famous like cinnamon roll pancake and they
0: are famous for the lines going mm-hmm. out the door. Ooh. All right. Second category Breakfast after two a.m. and uh, and Anthony can help me with yeah, this yes, one because yeah. he's a bartender and that's the one you go to after work.
1: The bartender's yeah. breakfast. So in Torrington we
0: have a place and we call it Twinco. It's Twin Colony and it's a good breakfast. But any breakfast after two a.m. is a good breakfast. Yeah, absolutely.
1: What do you, got? you know, do you again, a... you know, I'm going to stay with the same too. I mean, yeah. any any diners that are open for 24 hours. Uh, <laughs> like, again, you know, you have Twin Pines on one yeah. end of my town and you've got Parthenon on the other, on the other end of the town. So those are very easy. So to So who do you to. find
5: it too? <laughs> All our, you guys, you're
1: you, you, you find all your industry people, you're, you're going to find your waitress, you're your going to find your, likelihood
5: of getting in a fight, this goes up. No,
0: no, it's a very peaceful, yeah. quiet. It is, it,
1: you know, there's like a camaraderie yeah. in there. It's like, you know, you see the chef that's, you know, been behind the line and burning out. And, yep. you know, you see like the waitress that had the bad Trigging day. Drinking black coffee, and, you see oh, Clint yeah, Eastwood. And uh, and yeah. I'm,
5: I'm
0: telling you, they're waiting for us. They, yeah, know, they know when the bar's closed, those cooks get ready because at yeah. one during the week and two on the weekend, those places light up. Yep.
5: So the absolute best, best, best blueberry pancakes I've ever had is Noah's in Stonington, right in the borough. They make what they call them uh, scratch blueberry pancakes. They are to die for. They are better than I've ever had at home or ever Mm -hmm. tried to make. They use real maple syrup. So if you're craving like, you know, a drink, well, they're not even they're just like. Perfect. I love Actually, blueberry perfect.
3: pancakes. That's what I order all the time, yep. too. But if I'm going somewhere for the first time, I always ask, are the blueberries in the batter? Because I get so upset um, if I order blueberry yeah. pancakes and it's like plain pancakes. Sprinkles on top. Yeah. With the I don't want on them top. on top. Yeah. I want them in the batter so that when you take a bite, they burst in your mouth yeah. and they're hot. Yeah.
0: All right, can I mention the best corned beef hash in the oh, world? Oh, my favorite. You must. Uh, O'Rourke's, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, ev- everyone knows O'Rourke's, oh, yeah. O'Rourke's yeah, right, yeah, in Middletown? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I could be wrong. People on Facebook tell me if there's better because I will drive for corned beef hash. <laughs> and I do drive from Winchester, Connecticut to Middletown to get that hash, mm-hmm. right, because that's just couple of What makes eggs. a good hash? He makes it fresh. He grinds it fresh, and he makes so much that they start at the beginning of the week to get ready for the weekend. It's what they're known for. I guess every place has their
5: thing they're known for. So I have to ask: Do you guys overtip for breakfast typically? Like I always feel because breakfast yeah. is so inexpensive, I always mm-hmm. like to leave more. Yep. You know, oh, you yeah, you feel yeah. like sort of yeah. odd leaving a dollar seventy-five or yeah, something. Yeah. Well,
3: here's the thing: twenty bucks, right? Breakfast for two. It's going to be close to twenty bucks if you're going to a, a you know normal mm-hmm. place, and so that seems like you could leave a. At least a five dollar tip, six dollar tip, seven dollar. Yeah, because yeah,
5: four yeah. seems so cheap.
1: Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. I, I tip what I would normally plan on spending on any meal of the day. So I mean, yeah. I know how, yeah, I know what like I know that. what my meals you know average. So yeah. I already know I have planned ahead that you know I, I'm going to tip. I know that breakfast is probably, and I've served it. Mm-hmm. I, I've done buffets. Oh, yeah. I've I've done it up in Mystic. I know how hard that is. It's probably one of the hardest, hardest. You know, shout out to all the servers that do Mm -hmm. breakfast, who wake up, who wake up that early in the morning to to like Like you did. You know, like shout out to to those people. <laughs> you know, yeah. Who, who so wants their English muffin to toasted this way? Who wants yeah. this, their eggs Brings that your coffee way? With a smile, you cut with, off yeah. the toast. There are yeah. the so right? many ways to modify your mm. breakfast that those servers are at those yeah. tables forever. And you know, God forbid, you get someone's breakfast wrong. Sunny and side up, and these are over the easy. Eggs are cold. Just eat <laughs> them anyway. They're <laughs> eggs.
3: Yeah, people are very particular about so their breakfast. It's, it's,
1: it's tough. It's probably yeah. one of the toughest shifts on the floor. All right, so real
0: quick, I have my third category, and that's fancy breakfast. Ooh, I've got And I know one. you have one, right? I've got okay, one. Okay, so I have two places for fancy breakfast. First is Casabella, which is in New Hartford, which, believe it or not, is a flatbread kind of pizza place at night. But they open up Sunday at 9 a.m., and they do a mean fancy breakfast. A little higher price, a little fancier mm-hmm. That's like one of so my go-to's. Or what makes what's fancy breakfast fancy? What makes breakfast fancy? Okay, you, you know can what? Get it is? Dressed up a little bit. Yeah, you get a little fun. more dressed up. That's one of the things. And I think you see more fancier, like you would see on a brunch menu, like eggs benedict, okay. mm-hmm. you know, fresh made hollandaise. Yeah, that right? might be. Uh, I sort of consider Parkside a little fancy yeah. because yeah.
3: they're like that. The presentation, yeah. is The food looks beautiful. A little even. nice.
0: The, yeah, and the atmosphere is a little sure. nicer too. Yeah. Another yeah. one of my places is West Street Grill. They do a lunch. Brunch slash brunch, but they have those breakfasty items. In like West Hartford, ben- right? No, that's it. West Street Grill is in Litchfield, Connecticut, oh, Not by okay. me. But they do a great Sunday brunch kind of menu, and it has a lot of lunch stuff. But they do that right. frittatas and eggs benedict and all that. The, stuff. The so a la carte
1: uh, brunch menu. The a la carte brunch menu. All right, you have one. Yeah. Out, so right?
5: the uh, the Griswold Inn does their Sunday hunt breakfast, which is yeah. you know a beautiful, bountiful laid out buffet, and it, they have all the the fancy stuff, and you feel like you can get dressed up, and it's has that British you feel like you're in a British castle or something, you know, <laughs> no, or in Ireland yeah, or Scotland. Yeah. And it's just fun. We actually, we sail over and then anchor and then so go in. Do you get dressed
0: up a little bit? No,
5: it's hard. I always, yeah, we should have like yeah. uh, blue
1: blazers yeah, with yeah, gold yeah, buttons yeah, yeah, yeah. On, the, on the boat. <laughs> Like the pink anchors yeah.
5: <laughs> the,
1: the, the <laughs> captain's cap yeah.
5: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> might be too
1: much
0: <laughs> yeah I miss the
5: brunch you know there's
0: not a lot yeah, of places yeah. that do the big buffets
5: like. and it's I, fun because yeah. you see you know you see a lot of people that are fully dressed up with pearls and stuff yeah. like, oh, sure, oh, I love it Yeah, a big deal for from some like people.
0: the 60s and yeah. 70s there were a lot of places yeah. inns and hotels that did these fancy brunches so people out there if, get to Facebook tell us where the good brunches oh, are too because oh, I haven't been to one like Christmas in in a long time where it's a buffet there's a guy making the omelets in the right in the yeah, dining yeah. room there's a piano playing yeah got
1: it <laughs> yeah i gotta say uh friends and company in madison has to do a tremendous brunch i used to live right nearby and every sunday okay. when i was on my way to my parents house that parking lot is packed they've been packed forever packed yeah. so they they've got to put a tremendous brunch out there to have that type of a volume is
5: it nick's place around the corner as well it's in, in madison a, yeah stellar mm-hmm. do you have
3: a
0: brunch robin I don't have a brunch yeah. place. No, see that's why I want everyone a brunch needs a brunch place. brunch place. I want a brunch oh, wow. place. I want. Do you, you know what I'm talking I about? Though, brunch, right? Yeah. The big plates of shrimp and uh, what else? And and crab well, legs yeah, and buff, uh, chafing dishes a mile
5: long with like eggs
0: Benedict in it and sausage. Because it's bacon. savory and sweet. A brunch yeah. has, both,
5: you has know? both. and and you can have mimosas. And yes. you can <laughs> have oh, and Bloody Marys. Yeah, Bloody Marys. And Bloody Marys. And yeah. Uh, yeah,
1: but it just seems that brunches have now become more, to me, it's become more of a holiday thing. It's a Mother's Day brunch. It's a Father's Day brunch. It's an Easter brunch. It's a, You yeah. don't really just see a brunch yeah, unless it's, it's a holiday. Yeah,
3: brunch for no reason. Yeah.
1: Does yes. that exist? It's yeah, just brunch but to have brunch.
0: But yeah. It makes me sad.
1: It is. True. No, meet friends right, out. But it makes me sad. <laughs> you know, and I have a lot of friends on social <laughs> hey, girl, media, bartenders. Up? I have a lot yeah. of bartender friends on social media, and you'll yeah. see, like, you know, who's going brunching today. Yeah. So, uh, guys, yes, you Yes, it's a verb. Yeah, brunching. So is that like summer? Where's your favorite place to brunch? You know, all my all my bartender friends out there that are listening throughout the state too. You know, my buddy Alex, different Alex, uh, different Alex, <laughs> different Al. Alex Reedberry. She uh, yeah. she she's a big bruncher. So right. tell us your favorite spot.
0: Coming up, Alex will debut a nitro coffee I know, exciting And explain what the trend is all about Anthony shares a knockout breakfast punch And it's got plenty of gin And a couple (laughs) of grapefruits You'll make a bowl for your next brunch, I promise We hope you'll make a charitable donation To help feed the hungry No Kid Hungry is a project our guest Coming up, John Currents, is passionate about No Kid Hungry works to ensure That every child in the United States Has access to healthy food Learn more about it by going to nokidhungry.org We'll be right back.
3: Faith reminds you every week about our podcast. People tell me all the time that they love the sound of Faith's voice and miss her daily show. And I tell them that they can hear Faith's voice every day, all day, if they'd like, by listening to the Food Schmooze podcast. Sign up for it on our site, foodschmooze.org, and the podcast automatically pops up in your podcast feed every week, so you'll never miss a drop of pleasure. Go to our homepage, click on the tab that says Get the Podcast, and take it from there. It's simple and it's free. Faith is out today. I am Robin Doyon Aiken. I produce today's show. I'm in the studio with Faith's food buddies, Chris Prosperi, chef and co-owner of Metro Beast in Simsbury, wine broker Alex Province of Hartford, and Connecticut bartender, so happy to have him back with us, Anthony Desario. John Currence, the big bad author of the cookbook Big Bad Breakfast, is coming up in our next segment. If you watched him on Top Chef Masters, you know, like Faith, he's got a great voice, too. So stay with us for that. Right now, I want to turn to Alex Province because the eggs and the bacon and the hash browns and the pancakes and the French toast, all of that, all of those things are great. But they're made even greater when you've got a fresh cup of coffee to go along with them. So... Alex, this is a little different than a fresh cup of coffee because it actually is um, in a can.
5: This is totally different. Than <laughs> yeah, a cup totally of different. <laughs> but
3: I will say though, having tasted it in our uh, little test kitchen area when Chris made the enchiladas for us this morning, the smell of coffee was in the air. I mean, it, it was, was not. Yeah.
5: And the smell of nitrogen. <laughs> the smell of nitrogen.
3: <laughs> so Alex brought in for us to try a nitro brew coffee. Take it away, Alex. Tell us about right. this. Yeah. What's what the deal? is this nitro
5: coffee? It's Pretty like, interesting, right? Yeah. So I'm 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 hold- Safe. I'm I holding a can. It is yeah. safe. We're all still breathing. Yeah. 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 And the breakfast. can is a
0: cool package.
5: Yum. Yep. Yes. So it's called the Rise Coffee Company, and they are doing cold brew coffee that's nitrogenated. Okay. So start with cold brew. What is Interesting, cold brew right? versus
0: hot brew? Yeah.
5: Okay. So most people use a coffee maker at home. It uses hot water, and mm-hmm. hot water passes through the coffee grinds, and you can get coffee. Cold brewing is using cold water. And the idea is that hot water extracts certain chemical compounds out of coffee beans. You're getting like, oils and fatty mm-hmm. acids and acidity when you use cold water you get a different extraction so you mm-hmm. get fewer oils fewer fatty acids it's producing a less acidic less bitter tasting in a smoother type coffee so smooth it's oh. silky smooth right and it's i was like,
0: wondering if it was the nitrogen or the cold brewing. well but so then is... they
5: it yeah. like you would a guinness so and i'm going to pop this can yeah and if anyone guys. has ever
0: seen a guinness being yes. poured off the tap or even out of a ke- and this can. comes out of
5: a keg too yeah. they do a can and a keg okay. so this is the nitrogenated this. can and i'm going to pour it and you guys watch it pours just like a guinness oh look at It is, cascading. yeah it's, it's all light and creamy right yeah, now
1: and cascading see it that's yeah. amazing
0: look at wow. it separating from the <laughs> bottom up
1: and yeah. you almost get like an instant
5: yeah. crema as, yeah. the, as the uh bubbles go up and you yeah. you know now have the tan it's like yeah. black and tan so when you taste it it's like it has no sugar, no cream mm-hmm. It's organic, mm-hmm. they're using like a single farm in Peru mm-hmm. It's all fair trade beans With no sugar, but it tastes sweet tastes Like I'll there's, pass there's the n- can yeah. There's very little acidity to it Oh, it's so silky and mild, right? But it, full of flavor This one has like one and a half times the caffeine Which is probably why I'm talking past it <laughs> <laughs> But it has
0: But this is the part that gets me It has three calories for a, c- a can, can. Nothing in a can yes. has three calories no, it's <laughs> <beans> <laughs> and water Mustard has no calories, (laughs) calories. but that's,
5: right? And it is refreshing. So this is a cold coffee, right? Or iced coffee. And not to be confused with, like, iced coffee that's brewed hot and then chilled. This is cold water that they keep on the grounds for, like, 12 hours or something. So that's where you get all the extraction. You could heat it up if you wanted to and make a hot coffee beverage. We're serving it cold today. We're just doing it cold. And then, if you do like sugar, if you like sweeter coffee, you can add simple syrup. And Anthony, it's yeah. a piece of
1: cake to make yeah. simple syrup. Oh, easy, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Actually, you can even use that and heat it up with some sugar and make like a coffee syrup. Ooh,
0: yeah, it's refreshing. It is right. And coffee is. I mean, I love coffee. I drink it every morning. I'm a coffee fiend. It's, me too. I mean, and I you do you like wake coffee? up and have a but can of coffee. One thing about coffee to me is, I don't go. Ah. Yeah. Right? It's not refreshing. And this is really refreshing. And there's no bitterness that you get out of that regular – even the best iced coffee I've had, which is the one, you like you said, brewed hot and then throw in ice cubes, chill it down, has that bitterness when you
5: don't put sugar in it. After
1: about 20 minutes, the bitterness starts to set in. And this this has like like a mouthfeel to
5: it. It's silky smooth. I don't know how to describe it's it. Like dark, it's like dark dark chocolate. Yeah. It's like good dark chocolate. Good dark chocolate. Yeah, yeah you yes. got
0: it. So thumbs up to Rise yes. Coffee. Is Organic that, black nitro cold brew in a, coffee a, in a can. Apparently yeah. <laughs>
5: it's, it's these guys are from Brooklyn, New York. Yeah. So in New York and it's the next market. They're on fire here. And you can find it like in kegs at restaurants and then cans. And I'll even give you
0: www.risecoffee.com. R-I-S-E. Coffee, c o f f e e. dot com, mm-hmm. so you can look up where yeah. you can get it and try it and see what and you think. We'll, cool. we'll put
3: it on our site yeah. too. So usually we have we take a picture of a wine bottle that Alex
0: recommends. <laughs> <Yeah>. So today,
3: <laughs> yeah, so
0: today <laughs> it'll be bring your can. Exactly. <laughs> Do you have this can? Do this can.
3: <laughs> so let's have one more drink. Can a I cocktail. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> a cocktail
3: this time. If we call breakfast brunch, then it's perfectly fine to serve cocktails. So Anthony. What did you make? Yeah, for
1: us today? you know, I always uh, I always love a challenge, and Faith said to come up with a brunch cocktail. Mm-hmm. And usually, you see all the staples, you know, mm-hmm. mimosas, Bellinis, Bloody Marys, Bloody Marias, uh, micheletas. How do we do something a little different? So I was thinking of an everyday brunch punch, and that's what mm-hmm. we're calling. This is the uh, any day brunch punch, and you can like, say that three times. <laughs> yeah, any day brunch punch. Um, <laughs> So this is a riff on uh, my friend uh, Julie Rainier who did a boathouse punch in uh, New York, and it's got a punch to it. it this so is, it is this, a punch. this is this is the one when you put out there. You know, make sure you yeah. put a lot of ice in this yeah. one because you want to dilute it a little bit. And yeah, Grandma's gonna stumble around the backyard at the. At the bridal yeah, shower. You <laughs> All right, so so you, you have been warned. The recipe is online, but we did a nice floral New Age gin like Hendrix. Okay. We did a little bit of Aperol, which yep. is that bitter. That uh, yeah, gin- yeah, yeah. I, I like the blood orange mm-hmm. ginger idea you can of get that. get
0: at most uh,
1: package stores. Oh, most package stores have mm-hmm. like this. And that's like three different brands out yeah. there now, too, mm-hmm. that are very inexpensive. Uh, nine ounces of a ginger brandy. I used oh, okay. uh, one that we used yeah, on the yeah, show yeah, that sure. time. Uh, lemon juice. Fresh grapefruit juice and half a bottle of sparkling rosé. Sparkling Rosé mm-hmm. right now is just on fire. Yep. And I was like, you know what? Instead of doing champagne or Prosecco or Cava, let's do the new kid on the block and yep. do a little sparkling bit of rosé in there. So yep. I started with rosé yep. as a thought and went yep. backwards. And sure enough, I found Julie's recipe, modified it a lot. One of those little secret so ingredients that That's we did refreshing. put in there is the uh, sacrum.
0: Yeah, what's that?
1: It's basically when we talked about the shrubs yeah. on the cocktail show. It, we're taking the oils out of citrus peels by using sugar. Okay. So knowing I was using grapefruit, I found these great uh, honey crystals okay. in the sugar aisle at the grocery store. Uh, it's just two tablespoons of sugar and the peel of one lemon, or mm-hmm. your grapefruit, okay. yep. or so you just peel, or, it I it just, just, just peel it with a zester. Yeah. You want to no keep pith. that with yep. no pith. Yeah. Just crush it all together at the bottom the of the jar with the sugar. So okay. I did it right at the bottom of the pitcher that yeah. I used. Yeah, yeah. And you let it sit for about a half an hour. Can you and see the oils you, coming you out? You can actually see the sugar dissipating and yeah. like this little oil coming sweet out. Jar. So oh, it's a, wow. So it's a very sweet bitter uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oil that comes out cool. and it adds a great flavor to your punches. It's one of the original what's ingredients What's Oleo sacrum. See?
0: Bartender secret exposed right. here on the Faith Middleton. Show. Sounds
1: like so, Leonardo so, da Vinci.
4: Well, I do gotta people. say uh,
1: A part of what I've done over the past summer is uh, I've been also doing a lot of national judging for cocktail competitions. And in certain areas of different parts That's of good. the country, you, like I'm seeing different ingredients being used by hundreds of bartenders, 20 contestants in Chicago. And one I them? And Oleo like, what is this? I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, yeah. you still, it's what you learn after you know yeah. it all that counts. And I'm like, yeah. what is this ingredient that everybody's putting in, in this area of the country? Yeah. I want to say it was uh, kind of like the Chicago okay. Midwest was yeah, using yeah. a lot of it and it's, it really lasts forever, simple. I'm guessing, right? Yeah, yeah just it's just simple. Too,
0: and it's too easy, right? You don't
5: have to— It's so easy yeah, to do. peel and, and sugar it, and that's and it. it. And
1: the amount of flavor that comes out of it is— I'm going to there, use it in cooking. I mean, it. there's very little sugar in this yeah. cocktail at all. I could all. see it's, poaching
0: some fish with it, too, right? Yeah. Adding it to So do you think fish? you could
1: use
5: even like an apple peel? I know like a, an, a citrus is going to be oilier oil, and different, yeah. but do you yeah. think you could
1: still extract apple flavor from— As long as there is acid in it, I don't see why not. Sure. Very cool.
3: Thank you, Anthony, so, for yeah. sharing. Yeah. That. So that's you know yummy. again,
1: the recipes on the website, and yeah. it'll you know think of you know we're coming into that season again. Uh, it's a great fall flavor with the
5: citruses. And in between and the, the uh, Aperol and the rose, It just it's, it's like pretty. gorgeous It's yeah. yeah. yeah, Pretty, yeah. It's yeah, a, yeah, pretty it's pretty a great
1: fall color. So you know, fall brides and bachelorette yeah. parties yeah. and signature things cocktails. like that. So, you go. <laughs> and your next brunch. <laughs> yes. And your next and your next brunch. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I just
3: went to a wedding where they had a signature cocktail. So that's big now. Yeah, it's a thing. And do.
0: This for your What's your signature go? cocktail? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a beer and wine guy. Like, unless, until I come here, then I have cocktails. <laughs> all right, well, so can we downshift back into breakfast? Yes. Yeah, I
3: think we should. Chris, please, we have our cookbook recipes mm-hmm. and all, but I always love to give our listeners something original from you. So this is almost not a recipe. I want to ask yeah. you to give us so, your easiest, quickest egg dish.
0: Yeah, believe it or not, and this is something that a guy I used to write a column with in the Hartford Current years and years ago told me about, and I was like, there's no way you can do this, and it's actually microwaving an egg. It comes out perfect every time, so you just take a microwave-safe little ramekin, so any little ramekin or even soup cup, as long as it's safe to go in the microwave, you take one egg, and it's up to you. You can whip it if you want it like a scramble, leave it whole if you want it like sunny side up kind of, and you crack it into the uh, little ramekin. You put a little oil first so it doesn't stick, right? Crack it in there and then you can season it with salt and pepper and then you can sprinkle in whatever you want to. You can put a little in uh, shaved ham in it. You can put a little mm. diced tomato, mm-hmm. whatever. And then it goes yeah. in the microwave for one to two minutes depending on how you like your egg cooked and then it take it right out and drop it right onto like a little English muffin oh, or yeah. eat it right out of the thing and it works perfect every time. The, the, the hardest part is deciding where you want to stop the cooking depending on how you like your egg. If you like it a little runny, go more to the minute side. If you like it fully cooked, go to mm-hmm. the two-minute side. And we eat these all the time if you're like my kid who makes me stop at Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah, almost every morning she's in town yeah. and says can I get the egg sandwich? And I'm like, it's a microwaved egg. But yes, mm-hmm. it is. But that's fine. you know. Yeah. And it comes out perfect every time. And it's the size of the English muffin. So that's pretty cool. It's funny
5: you say eggs in microwaves. My mm-hmm. One of the very first memories I have of my life is putting a whole egg Oh, In my mom's microwave. No, 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 no. Don't do that. I <laughs> thought I was going to make a hard-boiled okay, well, egg.
1: Don't try this at home. <laughs> and it
5: exploded through the top uh, yes. of the microwave okay. through the plastic.
1: Bad. Bad. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, we actually See, just, had that. That we just had that conversation at my house uh, not too long ago. Um, my father always has hard-boiled eggs. Okay? Uh-huh. There's uh-huh. hard-boiled yeah. eggs all the time, 24-7. Yeah. And uh, he said he likes to have them hot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So long story short, yeah. you know, lesson learned like you did, yeah. but they said just, uh, Crack put, the shell or just put a little hole, hole in it. Mm-hmm. The yeah. air has to yeah. And then uh, you can get away with heating your hard-boiled eggs.
0: So another way of making hard-boiled eggs, and I saw this actually online, which was a cool way of doing it. And uh, this person took muffin tin, you know, like you were going to bake a dozen muffins mm-hmm. in. And they put a little oh, bit yeah. of sea salt or salt in the bottom of each one. And then they stand up an egg in each one, toss it in a 350-degree oven for a few minutes, mm-hmm. and you get a perfectly uh, – like a whole egg Yeah, yeah, You, you balance get a, it on yeah, the Yeah, you, you get a hard-boiled egg that you don't have Out to boil. It's actually roasted in the oven, and it peels perfectly. I actually was so intrigued, I had to watch a video on it, and I was amazed but, that you can actually take a whole egg, put it in a little muffin tin, and bake it in the oven as a baked, like, in-the-shell egg.
1: Is so, there a secret to peeling the hard-boiled egg? Because sometimes you go to peel no, them, and, like, it all comes off, yeah. and then sometimes you peel it, and it comes off. The older the right. egg yeah, so
0: we have a salad on the menu that has chopped egg on it. So we hard boiled egg all the time but we use farm fresh eggs. So those are bad, yeah. really bad oh, yeah. to boil because they're so fresh. So believe it or not, we have a section in our walk-in where we take the eggs and move them so we know how many dozen we use a week and we actually leave them over there for 7 to 10 yep. days and then they peel very easily. Okay. So yeah, after a while the egg uh, the, dehydrates. It, no, yeah, yeah, it separates yeah. from the outer shell and yep, it peels easy. And but and a fresh it. egg, it's a bear to peel. Heal.
1: Yeah, I, I did try that online <laughs> wow. trick where you take like a small mason jar with some mm-hmm. water and drop the egg in it and you shake it mm-hmm. and it
0: comes right off. It does come. But again, the egg Do has underwater. to be an aged
1: egg or okay. a
0: little bit aged because if you don't, it still sticks Yeah, and those the... Farm
1: Fresh, when I work with them, yeah. with cocktails too. Like, you know, you snap that egg and the next thing yeah. you know, like the, the yolk is breaking. It's like, oh, I just need the white.
3: You can find Chris's Almost Not a Recipe for his super fast microwave egg that you can use in your copycat bacon, egg, and cheese sandwich <laughs> that you would get from Dunkin' Donuts or McDonald's. McDonald's. Yeah on our website, foodchmooze.org. Now, coming up after the break, big bad chef John Currents will talk about his 10 commandments of breakfast, or a few of them, plus his recipe for sausage cinnamon rolls. Oh, my God. (laughs) The guys and I, we love the local, and we know you do, too. In fact, we're going to ask you on Facebook to share local breakfast spots with us, and we expect you to blow up our page like you did when we asked about your favorite ice cream parlors. We got in our cars to check out many of your recommendations, and we'll be happy to do it again this time. Join us in supporting our local food growers and food makers for on-demand podcast delivery of the Faith Middleton Food Schmooze every week and for Faith's food, wine, cocktail restaurant recommendations or to watch our short videos and get all the info on the books and recipes we feature we are always online talking to you at foodschmooze.org we'll be right back
4: to time to have
6: breakfast uh-huh.
2: We have one more mouth watering bite of the Fuchsmous coming up. Here's something great to know about. Sign up for the app called NPR1. Just download it from the iPhone App Store or your Android device. And once you do, you can set WNPR as your local station. Couldn't be easier. Download the free app NPR1 and start listening. Let's party on more Fuchmous. <coughs>
4: The thing that I'm going to do is to do the thing that I'm going 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 to do
3: the thing that I'm going to do 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 the This is the Faith Middleton food schmooze party offering the richness of life coming to you in Connecticut, Rhode Island, Massachusetts, and New York, including Westchester County, the east end of Long Island, and of course, the Hamptons. To hear the show on WNPR, it airs Thursdays at 3 and Saturdays at noon. Podcasts and Faith's curated recommendations are always online at foodschmooze.org. And we're on Facebook, too. That's where a lot of you talk to us, and we appreciate that. Judy, Jason, you know who you are. For the rest of you, search Faith Middleton. I'm Robin Doyon Aiken, Food Schmooze producer here with Faith's food buddies and all-around good people and breakfast lovers, Chris Prosperi of Metro Bees and Simsbury, wine broker Alex Province, and Connecticut bartender Anthony Desario. Okay. If you haven't been lucky enough to travel down south and eat at one of John Curren's many restaurants, there's City Grocery, Nacho Mamas, Big Bad Breakfast, and Snack Bar, you know him from his appearances in Top Chef Masters, No Reservations, or PBS's Mind of a Chef. You also probably have seen his writing in Food and Wine, Bon Appetit, and Garden and Gun magazine. The James Beard Award-winning chef is the author of what he calls the most important book of the day, Big Bad Breakfast. John Currence, welcome to the Food Schmooze.
6: Thank you, dear. It's uh, wonderful to be here.
3: It's wonderful to have you. So anyone who's seen you on TV or read articles about you knows that you don't hold back. So when I describe your book, Big Bad Breakfast as Irreverent. I'm talking about your writing style, which is colorful, but <laughs> everyone should know. You, I
6: know. That's such a nice way of disguising vulgar. It, it, well, this is, this
3: is not a cookbook, moms and dads out there, this is not a cookbook to pull out and cook with your kids because uh, there will be some
0: surprises. Yeah, you can. You just have to redact it, right? Black marker. <laughs> there you
6: yeah, go. Years Teaching lesson.
3: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but you have complete reverence for breakfast. In fact, you've come up with 10 commandments of breakfast. There are a few especially notable commandments. Probably my favorite one, John, is thou shalt slather with butter.
6: But well, I love that you're ranking the importance of the uh, of the commandments. It's very republican of you, i want to say. Oh <laughs> well. well <laughs> it, you know.
3: No one has ever called me that, but right.
6: <laughs> um, but uh Thou Shalt outsider with butter, you know, really jumps from my my life in excess, but you know, I had a moment about uh about a year and a half ago when I was working on the book and for some reason in the morning, I just I got up, and, and we had some, some really nice homemade bread that I'd been working on. And I just cut a piece and put it in the toaster. It browned it up really nice, and, and I had some butter that had been sitting out, and it just immediately melted into the bread. You know, and then some of our homemade strawberry jelly from Big Dad Breakfast. And I just had this epiphany, like, what an insanely wonderful, like, umami that bite is. And we just totally take it for granted. And, you know, it carried me back to my childhood really bad doughy white bread and a greasy spoon with my granddad or my dad. And like, just like how those flavors work together, toast, butter, and jelly. And it's just so simple. And so when I was working on the commandments that, you know, I, I really do believe in, you know, in, you know, in moderation as the, the least sexy, but the most important diet, you know, that there is out there. But, you know, butter gets such a bad rap. um, There are moments when nothing else will do. And at breakfast, I mean, you know, if you don't put butter on your biscuits or on your pancake or your waffle or your toast, like, it's just not the
3: same. So get over yourself, yep. put the butter on it, and then go for a walk. You, know? <laughs> yeah. you, you are singing to
0: the hey, choir Hey, guys, <laughs> hey, hey John, All right. the, the number one question I always get is, why does breakfast taste better when I go out than when I make it at home? And I always say there's one reason. They use more butter when they make you your breakfast than you do at home.
6: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're forgetting the real answer to that is, Somebody else is
0: (laughs) cooking. Yeah, that too. That helps.
3: A second commandment that I loved was, and this might just be because I'm a mom speaking, but number seven is thou shalt use restraint with ingredients. One of the reasons why I love breakfast is because you don't have to shop for days for it. Simple, simple, simple. The fewer ingredients, the better.
6: Yeah, you know, this is the thing that I, I spend a lot of time talking to young cooks that are working for me and developing recipes. That's just how I remember as a young chef. We would make these recipes that were on eight and a half by like 14 inch legal sheets, you know, with just dozens of ingredients. And, you know, and you kind of felt like the more profound a combination that you made, that you, the closer you got to creating something that. Confident in your cooking and understand, you know what you're trying to express through your food, you can't help but understand or eventually come to the realization that the elemental beauty of the things that you're working in or what you're trying to celebrate, you know. And if you're not, then you just need to get out of the way.
3: That sort of relates to one of your other commandments, which is, "Thou shalt get your mind right." (laughs) That's one One of my favorites. Exactly. (laughs) Tell, Tell us what what is the right mindset to sit down to breakfast.
6: And that is just that cooking should be a joyful thing. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it's become such an, you know, an onerous task in people's minds. Yeah, some, you know, mashed potatoes and peas. We don't care what we eat. We just want somebody else to share their table with us. Mm-hmm. So true. Uh, and, I'm uh,
3: so sorry right now that Faith isn't here because you are just
5: her kind of guy. Oh, yeah. Chris, you want to come over for dinner? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You've never invited me.
0: <laughs> can I say one of my favorites, though, is number 10. Thou shalt remember the Sabbath, but cook from this book every day. And it's true. You can do things ahead of time, and I think that goes to the stress part, right?
6: Absolutely. But the one thing that I did leave out of the book, which I wish that I hadn't as far as that goes, is like pancake batter. Mm-hmm. You know, pancake yeah. batter is best the minute it's had a few minutes to rest and for the mm-hmm. gluten to develop. But you put it in while you're baking soda, baking powder is fresh, and you get these explosively high pancakes. And if you let pancake batter sit for a day, you lose some of the oomph of your leavening ingredients. But all you got to do is go back in and put a little bit more, and you're right back to where you were the day before. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there are lots of things that you can do in advance that'll make making breakfast easy. I mean, there's just there's nothing better than eating a hot breakfast, and we totally forget that except for those days when we go out soak up some bloody marys and mimosas and you know have a
5: long brunch when it's
3: convenient. (laughs) Or your your breakfast punch. Or waking up to the
5: smell of uh, bacon or something. I just remember growing up; those are things you remember for the rest of your lives. You know, like your dad cooking you. Bacon and eggs. Yeah, all those well, breakfast.
1: Yeah, all those breakfast aromas—the butter, the bacon, the coffee, everything. Maple is syrup. all
3: Speaking of make aheads, uh, Chris made for us your shrimp breakfast enchiladas. We just ate it a moment ago, and uh, it was good. So
5: delicious. <laughs>
3: I'm so sorry, people. This recipe is not on our website, but uh, I promise there are some other good things like we're all the way in Connecticut, but I feel like your sausage cinnamon rolls alone might be worth the drive to Mississippi. (laughs) Tell us a little bit about those. Well, first, I just want to say, speaking of driving, you had some emergency travel come up today and you are so kind. We have you by cell phone because you're just awesome and you were Willing to still join us today, even though you had an emergency come up.
6: As sorry as I am about that, the fact that I'm driving through my favorite part of the entire world, which is South Louisiana, I'm driving through the uh, swamps of South Louisiana on oh, the way
4: back. Nice. To, uh, beautiful.
6: On a flyover, and I'm looking at the most beautiful sky, full of cumulus clouds. I mean, I, I couldn't be happier right now. Mm. Uh, unless well, my wife we're is like, pouring bourbon down my throat. <laughs> <laughs> different level and their irresponsibilities in yeah. there but
3: that doesn't sound like such a good idea <laughs> uh,
6: you know
3: yeah. <laughs> tell us about your i've had cinnamon rolls of all different kinds in fact i i love them i have a hard time not getting a cinnamon roll if i see one at a bakery or a donut shop so tell us what came into your mind what made you put in your cinnamon rolls breakfast sausage
6: I'll tell you this. Our pastry chef's a young man named Austin Agent from Philadelphia, Mississippi, and is incredibly talented. And I had been knocking around with uh, cinnamon rolls forever and could never get anybody before him you know, to really focus on it the way that I wanted to, like intensely recipe test, to get the brioche just right, to get the filling just right, to get the icing just right. And so we worked and worked and worked. until we hit this perfect cinnamon roll after about a month. And as we were finishing up, I turned to him and went, what if we took that cinnamon roll? And we stuffed it full of sausage because I was thinking about. Oh my gosh. <laughs> as, as, a, as a young man, like the first time, like I remember having a fork full of spicy breakfast sausage, pancake, and Karo syrup all in one bite. Like the oh, yeah. Meat salty and spicy and soft and crunchy. Like it all hit at one time. And I, I, I cry inside when I think about how great it was, you know? And. So, you know, the thought of, like, taking some breakfast sausage and crumbling it up and putting it inside of the cinnamon roll, it's like I hadn't heard of a meat-stuffed cinnamon roll before, and so I was like, well, let's do that, and it was killer. The response that it gets from people as far as they look at you, like – a puppy that's going to the veterinarian. You know, like <laughs> why? Why would you do this to me? Yeah. Um, that's what and, I'm thinking. <laughs> and, that's, and it's like the sort of five percent of people who just totally don't get it. And you know, and I realize that like I don't have anything to talk to them about anyway. You know? <laughs> uh, and I and I feel sorry for their souls oh. and their families that you know must live sad.
5: So you have to like sugar then and savory, the combination.
6: Exactly. I am all about you know, the vehicle for getting as much in me that I want <laughs> at one time. And so that's the easiest way to do it. It's why I love sandwiches, you know, like a fried chicken biscuit. It's like a biscuit and fried chicken and cheese and hot sauce in me all in one bite.
0: <laughs> we eat breakfast the same way. I always like mopping up my bacon with my maple syrup and my pancake.
6: Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. yep, that's how you finish your Grand Slam. <laughs>
3: yeah. well, for our listeners, that recipe mm. for the sausage cinnamon rolls is on our site, foodschmooze.org. And I encourage you, it's a beautiful photo and a completely doable cinnamon roll at home. So do try this. John, Faith absolutely loves the Middle Eastern dish shakshuka. Am I saying it correct? Yes. Okay. So
6: as far but, as I know, I mean, you're ask, asking a Catholic from New Orleans to pronounce something Middle Eastern. so <laughs> sure,
0: <ahead>. Close
3: enough. <laughs> What's the story behind this recipe?
6: I was invited to uh, be part of a, a chef's team to lead a group of folks on a uh, pilgrimage around Israel a couple of years ago. It was me and Michael Solomonoff and Alan Shaya and Ashley Christensen. All of them are just incredibly dear friends. But all guys who I just know that, you know, no matter how hard I try, my cooking will always be inferior to theirs, Um, Uh and I absolutely, you know, love to be around them any amount of time that I can, and so the opportunity to go to Israel was, of course, just insane. So we were getting ready to go. You know, I spent a couple months really researching the food that we're going to be having so I could speak to it in sort of an informed manner. And I was working on the book at the time. And shakshuka was something that clearly struck every bit of of what I love. So I started working on a recipe I wanted to to work on something that I really liked and then go to Israel and find the best version of it that I could Mm -hmm. and just sort of see where it stacked up and how close to the mark that I would have gotten on it, like never having had it before, because that's the kind of idiot that I am.
5: (laughs) (laughs) How close did you get? Pretty close. All right. Um,
6: And that being said, we never found one that just absolutely popped me in the jaw. But that recipe, I I absolutely love it. All I had to do when I came home was add a little more paprika to it. But otherwise, it's a really killer recipe. It's beautiful. It's Mm -hmm. it's one of those things that's so easy to do because you can make your tomato sauce in advance and then warm it up in a pan and crack your eggs into it that morning and run it in the oven and let it sit for 8 or 10 minutes and you're ready to eat.
3: Yeah. This recipe wasn't in your section that's breakfast for dinner, but I was thinking that this is exactly the kind of dish that I would love for dinner that you know, walks the breakfast dinner line
6: no doubt. Yep. It's, uh, it's perfect
3: for that. I want to make sure that we get to this German pancake. And with the apples, Granny Smith in this case, it's perfect for right now. Faith is not a baker, but I think she would like this one because it's very forgiving. You say that it looks more like an ugly crepe than a pancake. And we're not going for perfection here.
6: The young man who running the kitchen for me at Big Bad Breakfast at the time that we were working on the book, came up with this recipe. His name's Rusty, and Rusty was really taking the helm at the restaurant. And you have to understand, this is a little bitty 58-seat restaurant that this Sunday will turn 800 people out of between 7 and 3 in the afternoon. I mean, it's... It takes everything that every person in that kitchen has to just get the food out. But he got very excited about doing a German pancake and went to work on it. And really, it was like a final shell of the 4th of July just exploded when he brought it out of the kitchen the first time. And people absolutely love it. You know, as somebody who loves pancakes and going away, apples are my favorite fruit. It made perfect sense. And so it's become a regular resident on the uh, special list at Big Cat Breakfast.
5: Do we have a picture? We
3: do. And it, it will be on our Ooh. website, this pancake. In a
0: cast iron pan. Yes, Ooh. Ooh. in a photos in that book are yeah. unbelievable.
3: Aren't they? You know, John, your description was misleading because you said it looked like an ugly crap, but it, the image is beautiful. I, so I want this for dessert, too. <laughs>
6: the editors and the photographers behind these cookbooks that we get to put out are entirely to blame for them being as good as they are. And Ed Anderson, who is our photographer, was just sick. I just could not believe that he would say, t- I make hideous food, tastes delicious. <laughs> and he could, like, take the most awful thing and make it look like something that ought to be on the cover of Food and Wine. So.
0: Mm-hmm. I want to give another another shout out to the breakfast cooks because in my kitchen at my restaurant, the best line cooks I have have at least a year or two of doing breakfast. Yeah. It's a skill set that they don't teach, and unless you get in there and do like what you just said, how many people in one Sunday? Eight twenty five. Yeah, and it, it really is a skill set that you don't get anywhere else in any other kitchen to do that kind of volume and and at that speed because people don't and that wanna, early yeah, yeah and people don't want <laughs> to sit early. for two hours for yeah. breakfast right. <laughs>
6: Right, there's one man in that kitchen that's probably turning out 180 to 220 omelets,
0: oh. yeah, and yeah.
6: that was the, the yardstick that you measured a cook by. Yes. When I was coming up, if you couldn't cook an omelet, like when you went in and did an interview, you couldn't cook an omelet. You were going to be cracking pepper and dicing onions. Yeah, uh, yeah
0: sure. you If you even got the job, right? right? If you even got the job.
6: Correct. So it's uh, you know, it's something that, that I love to do. you know, as a young man in in my first big kitchen job in New Orleans. Uh, at Mr. B's bus tours would come through for breakfast, and so we'd have to set up an omelet station, and people would beg, borrow, and steal to get out of working the omelet station.
4: <laughs>
6: Evil German chef that, you know, would sabotage your mise en place, that would stand on the shoulder, would throw omelets in the trash in front of people if they weren't how he wanted yeah. them. And so nobody wanted to work the omelet station except me. I wanted to make the best <laughs> omelets. And so I actually traded a date uh, with one of the line cooks off a girl I wanted to go out with um, to work the omelet. <laughs> to, get the omelet <laughs> station. to get the omelet, to so, so get the omelet. praise station. I got the girl and the omelet station. Good for you.
3: <laughs> well, it's no surprise why, because you are a lovely, lovely, charming man.
6: You're, you're very kind.
3: I want to thank you so much for being our guest today.
6: Oh, it was great to be here. I enjoy talking to all you guys.
3: Okay. John Curran's is the author of Big Bad Breakfast. You can find information about the book and three of his recipes on our site, foodschmooze.org. The Faith Middleton Food Schmooze is on WNPR, Thursdays at 3 and Saturdays at noon. Weekdays, listen for Faith's fun 60 second food schmoozes. I'm signing off for the gang. I'm senior producer Robin Doyon Aiken in the WNPR studio in New Haven. Thank you so much for listening.
2: It's when they come this is the place to enjoy the richness of life. Sharing our local and national discoveries with you makes me want to get up in the morning. The gang and I hope you'll come back soon and often.